I'm quite interested in delving into this conversation. Okay. And so <clears throat> I don't believe in coincidences and I believe in perfect timing. And so I believe that this is a perfect time for you and me to have this conversation. Yes. So what caused you to reach out to me? Um, I had talked to Samantha and I was like, you know, I haven't heard from Titus in a little while. And, um, and just some of the things that I want to do next year, I was like, I wonder is Titus like still doing his, you were doing something in person before COVID. And I want to know, were you doing that still? And I was like, I want to do something similar to that, but probably a little bit different as well. Um, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to touch bases with him because I had been talking with Samantha and just different people around the city. And I'm trying to build a space where people could come and talk as a practitioner. Where, where build a space for what? Where people could come and talk. Um, a big part of my practice is talking to people. As funny as that may sound, because you would think that you are going to be um, cracking people's backs and doing all that, but a big part of what I do is really talking to people and getting them to look inward and see what's really causing maybe some of the stress and some of the things that are uh, manifesting in their body. Yes, there are people that hold their health physically and it's an emotional or feeling or an inward healing that needs to take place before the physical. And I think so many times big pharma gives medicine to uh, touch or to, to maybe negate the body and the signs that it's sending. Yes, absolutely. And so I was like, um, next year I wanted to do what I call um, sip, sip and chat um, and have like a nice little breakfast tea. People come in and they talk about whatever topics. And, and we'll, from March to October, I wanted to establish that. Um, in March, our, our topic is gonna be mirror, 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 mirror on the wall or mirror, mirror. Um, I read a really great book called Mirror Works by Louise Hayes. And it's one of the books that I always recommend to patients who are like, I'm 30 something years old and I just feel off kilter because I used to be this, or I used to be that, and I used to be this. And I was like, before you today, so many people don't understand that their body and their mind, their soul, their spirit, their experiences go through so much. And it's like, you weren't who you were 20 when you were 20. 25 30 if you're 40 you know you're 40 years old and you're still trying to wear mini skirts and you're trying to look like you were when you were 18 it's like what is that like there shouldn't be some there's nothing wrong with mini skirts i love wearing mini skirts i love my high heel boots and i love you can look sophisticated at the age you are um but there's something wrong that transitions from the to the maturity of and it's like those things get people stuck in their body and you have to be able to bring all that up recent i just noticed recently like i have four patients that i'm like read this book and let's talk about it later you know or like you come in and we'll do your appointment let's talk about it and um, 
And I'm like, how'd you do? And so I'm like, oh my God, that book is so hard, but it's so good. And so, you know, eye-opening. I didn't even know these things were happening to me. And I was like, exactly. Like, if you want to be unstuck, you have to begin to look at where you are now. And so um, book therapy is great, but book therapy without the verbal part isn't as com as it is impactful, right? So you're reading this book and you're like, okay, but what happens if you have a bad day in this book, you'll stop reading it. So you need somebody to say, hey, how'd you get through that? So, um, and I appreciate your ingenuity in being able to start something from nothing and cultivate, because that's, to me, that's what, being free is about but also entrepreneurship right you're an entrepreneur you have nothing and then create something and boom you have it so. it's called manifesting and we all have the ability and the power we just haven't learned how to do it yet yeah exactly there's a lot of things you know <clears throat> somebody gave me a book it's called a pocket full of miracles okay and uh, I got it for Christmas and um, it takes, it takes like uh, Eastern philosophy, Christianity, and a couple other different things because it's interesting. I came from a very, you know, year, a life of Christianity. And now I go back and I've stripped, I, I'm stripping away a lot of the religion and looking at what the spirituality or the or the God law is, right? And yeah. so there's there's God law in Eastern uh, philosophy that a lot of Christians ignore because it's wrapped in Eastern philosophy. Yes. But they're missing out on a lot of a lot of information, a lot of power, and a lot of knowledge. So anyway, yes, have conversation. Have com I want to encourage you to have conversations like this with other and more people because other and more people need to hear what you're saying, what I'm saying, and it starts with the conversation. So I didn't how can I help you? I didn't give up on Christianity a long time ago. What I learned for myself is what Baptist churches call Christian experience. And in my Christian experience, I learned that being in the walls instead of being out of the walls or doing the work that you're naturally called to do will inhibit you if you get entangled in religion. And so when I learned that I was going to become a healer, um, that becomes revolutionary. Like the power of touch, you know, as Jesus touched many people, right? Um, Eastern healers could touch a people in such a way and cause healing in their body. But in Eastern medicine, they addressed all the parts. They addressed what's wrong with your psyche. Like if you look at the Kung Fu movies and you know, there's like the king who's going crazy and they go to the doctor, he's like, drink this chrysanthemum tea, you know? <laughs> so the guy's drinking the chrysanthemum tea and, and he gets his faculties back. And it's like, they look at all the parts and of course we already know our system is broken because it's so capitalistic um, in the sense that here's a pill, this will fix it, but here's a pill, this will numb it. 
here's a pill, this will hide it. And then your body starts doing different things, even all the way down to like um, birth control. I had a lady come and she's like, I'm going to be off birth control. I was like, let me walk you through it because there's a process. She's lost weight. She's like, she looks so good. And she's like, I have been on birth control more of my life as a woman than I haven't. I said, your body's going to go through so many hormonal changes and give yourself six weeks to three to three months. And let's see what your body does. And she was like, that's the bicep. And I'm like, you look good. She looks good. She had been trying to lose all this weight for so long, but she couldn't. I was like, and now your body's working naturally. Get, that, get your body as clean as possible. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm going to choose locations to promote this. Um, I didn't really think about having guest speakers. I thought about just doing some book entries, like the first book that we're going to do is the Louise Hayes book. And there's some other books that I think would really help people get back to like bedrock principles you know once grow yourself up again like grow yourself all up and it's about like what we do when we're kids that triggers us you know your parents yelled at you and then your husband starts yelling and you're like oh my god and you flip the switch or you know you do something to your husband or your children or your colleagues or whoever and it comes from a place that you didn't like when you were somewhere in life and I was like, this book is, this book is what I feel like every person needs to do. <laughs> because. So, so, so now you've discovered your healing capabilities and you're exercising and practicing that. And also the teacher, right? So there's roles, there's yes. roles that I've discovered in and of myself, like Christ, healer, yes. Teacher, yes. right? Yes. Guide, yes. right? Yes. So, anyway, so expand on your teaching. I am. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's so, it's wonderful. Um, and so before I was like, um, I have never been afraid to be like, do this or do that. But as I'm seeing it unfold, it's different, right? Like before it was like, go read this book, but um, coming back and seeing people with the same problems, it's like, I'm missing a part there. And it's, now how was the book this week? So that, in, and there lies the situation or the challenge, right? Is helping these people actually take action that we know is going to make their life better, but they don't always have the desire, right? It's, right. I used to, uh, there's two questions, right? Do you, one, do you recognize that there's a problem? And two, are you willing to take action? Oh yeah. And if, if, if either one of those are no, then I, okay, I'll talk to you when you're ready. Yeah, that, that doesn't happen in my practice, but when I do talk to other people, it does. Like um, recently a young lady came to my office and she gave me a thank you gift. She came as a patient initially. She was like, um, I don't want to be a massage therapist. I hate being that. And I, and I said to her, so basically you went to school and you spent money and you have a gift. If not best, you have a trade and you choose not to work because you don't like the work experience. I said, then you need to go try it on your own. I said, because you want to be over here doing this 
I said, a lot of times people who are successful have done a lot of things that they didn't want to do to get to where they want to go. And she said, that rang in my head all this time. And she said, so I went and I did it. And I was like, yeah, like sometimes we don't want to work over here, but we do because that gets us to the next point. And she's happy. And she's happy. Have you heard of Reiki? Reiki? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I took a class on Reiki. How you doing with this? Uh, it, I just came to, it's, um, I need to delve into it more, but I, I from what I've gathered so far, it's, <clears throat> right, when you're tapped into source, you know it already. You know what I'm saying? So I'm reading this book that's, I'm like, okay, that's kind of what I do, that's kind of what I do. So my practice or my exercise is not, might not necessarily be perfect or on par, but I'm doing the actions that are, get the result. When you're tapped into source, it is so powerful. You have to, you have to be conscious and, and intentful, not just careful. You have to be conscious. Like, um, I had a guy come into my office the other day. I know he didn't want to be there. His wife dragged him there. And I was like, well, this is the answer to your problem. Do you want to come back? Like, if you don't want to come back, I'm not offended because I understand what I do in my office heals people. Like, do you want to get better? But no, he doesn't want to get better because a lot of the things that he has going on are undermined. It's just those undermined issues that people don't want to get to. And I'm like, I'm not offended if you don't want to come back here because truth stands in this place and it bubbles up when you want wellness. When you want to be whole and you want wellness, truth bubbles up and you have to start getting things. I had one young lady, she was like, I'm in this relationship, I'm engaged to this guy, but every other day, every other week, I feel like, I don't know. So you can't go to the altar like that. If you go to the altar like that, it is over before it ever begins. I said, because if you go in and you don't even have that on the days that that does happen, and it will, like every day's not going to be so good. Like, you're not going to be like, I'm so in love with my whoever. I was like, you're going to have some days where you're like, <laughs> no, but if you already go in with that deficit and she just mold on it, mold on it, mold on it. And I was like, then she came, she's like, I broke up with him. And I was like, he already knows. Every person understands there's a disturbance in the forest whether they want to commit to it or they don't want to commit to it. This is what I loved about this, reading this first part of this book. It talks about how um, how you are continually drawn to God, right? It says your heart and your soul continually pull you to who you're supposed to become, the person that you're designed to be. You are continually, you're, and whenever that, like that lady, she felt that resistance, that frustration, whatever that was, it was in the opposite direction of who she was. Oh, yeah. Or where she was supposed to go. It was not in harmony and it would be in discord. Discord harmony, right? So yeah, follow peace, follow harmony, stay in alignment, get on good vibes. Roll with God. <laughs> so yeah, I love it. I mean, um, I'm gonna just put it out there on Evite, uh, Eventbrite and Facebook and 
ask people to invite people that they care about if they want to come. They have friends who are broken and they want some answers. And I always tell people one reason why I have an open bay in my office is because people don't understand the power of the healing circle. I was like, when you have people who are all there for the same reason, they're in the same vibration. And if you're in the same vibration and I'm I'm helping you and then I'm helping you and then I'm helping you and you're in the same vibration, the power of healing becomes so much greater than being in a room with the, locked in the, you know, the door is closed and you're out here and and the vibration's different. And I'm just like, I, you know, I'm changing some things in my office, not necessarily against my will, but... I'm trying some different things, right? We have to try different things to see how it flows. But I love like the open bay because I understand the power of healing and the healing circle is so powerful, which is why when people get baptized, when people are standing around, they're bearing witness, but they're not just bearing witness. They're in agreement. That vibration is so, that vibration is so intense at that point in time, healing and so many different things begin to trans, transpose and happen there and 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 same thing at a wedding like we Kent and I got married last year and I was like I only want certain people to come to this wedding because people must understand what the purpose of the guest is and the purpose of the guest is for accountability but when everybody's on a court that makes that celebration so much more impactful yes I just wrote and I'm trying to find it I go through I go through paper like crazy and pens, but it's it's um, <clears throat> speaking life, right? Are you speaking life or speaking death? And I'm not necessarily even talking verbally because you can have a being that is cancerous and causes death wherever it goes, or you can be a light and be a light wherever you go. So are you speaking life where you go, right? So I'm in New Bern, North Carolina at this point, and I'm speaking life over this city. Okay. And I'm, you know, and so what was lost is now found. So speak yeah. life and project life and, and be a light. So that's where I am. I, I, I have known for a very long time that I was the healer. Um, my son reminds me every few months, he's like, your words are so powerful. Like when you speak a word, um, he was like, that manifestation happens so quickly. And I said to him, I've practiced manifestation my whole entire life. Like I didn't call it manifestation because one thing was broken. I was like, okay, well, on to the next one. We got to do the next thing. We got to do the next thing. I was like, well, that's manifestation. You know, when God wants us to act like children and be like children, that's how he wants us to be. He doesn't want us to be like, oh, let me think about it. Oh, what is that? And, oh, is that? You know, it's like, hey, we're going to do this next thing. We're going to move on. We're going to, we're going to. Here's, and here's, and this is what I, I just caught this the other day. And it was in a prayer, right? And, the, and, and, and they prayed, whatever it was. I asked for this. Well, the other part, the next part of that is being grateful and thankful that you have it. I, I've learned not to ask for things. I've learned to thank him for the things because his word says that I will do more than you ever think or could even imagine. And so if you already know that this is what I want, then, then 
then my next move is not to ask you for it. My next move is to thank you for it. So I'm like, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God. I thank you, the universe. I think that all the power that is working for me and working towards me is happening right now. I'm like, I, you know, I told somebody the other day, I was like, by 2027, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a multimillionaire. And they said, um, they're like, well, no, money's not really my goal. I said, no, I want to send other healers to school because what we need in this, what we need in this time is we need people to be well, we need the vibration to come up. And I said, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to say, Hey, you know, you're going to school let this not be a, a hindrance. Let this not be part of your load. I'm not sending everybody to school. I said, but, but I want to be, I want that to be something that I can do because as I see, like, you know, I'm an African-American woman and in, in my community, there are people like me. Like somebody asked me the other day because I did a talk at the NAACP and they're like, how do we get more people to be chiropractors or healers like yourself? I said, let's start in the fourth grade and let's give them some representation. I said, because if they can't see it, they won't ever think it exists. They can't begin to imagine. So <clears throat> are you calling them to be chiropractors or are you calling them to be healers? Healers. So here's the thing with healing, like, um, sorry. I always tell people I'm a chiropractor. That's my tool. I was like, but that, 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 just, that did not make me a healer. I said, I'm a healer. And sometimes you have to go through the, you have to go through the earthen door, right? And the earthen door says you need a piece of paper that says you can touch people to heal them. And I said, I went to chiropractor school so that I could do what I had been doing all this time, you know? And I had started that. Um, I started that when I was in my 20s and I didn't even know it. And then when I heard that that was what the Holy Spirit had said to me or the voice said to me or the universe said to me, I was like, well, how am I going to do that? I don't want to be a doctor and all that. And um, he said, go. I was like, all right, I'm going to go over here and do this. It's ridiculous. I don't really want to do that. Um, but I did. And I always tell people my tool is chiropractic, not my gift. My gift is healing. And I use healing through the tool of chiropractic. Chiropractic isn't the do-all be-all. And I've never thought that. So the lady that asked that question and you went to the fourth grade? Yes. Right. From my perspective or, or my uh, strategy is to, to help people find the true authentic self. And when they find that true authentic self, they discover the healer. They discover right. the teacher. They discover that person. Um, I do agree with that. I'm looking for my phone. Sorry. I do agree with that. There it is. I do agree with that. Um, but some people are very mortal. <laughs> so then how do you, how do you open, how do you bring about an awareness? Because that's one of the things that I, that I've come that for myself helps me deal with people that don't have an awareness like I do? Um, I've gotten better at letting people come into their own knowledge. Um, 
I don't beat people over the head when they are uh, when they don't want to be in my practice. I don't force them to be in my practice. No, people come and people come and they leave for different reasons. But but as I ask God to reveal that to me, or the Holy Spirit, or the Spirit, or whatever it is, most of them leave because they're not ready for healing. They're ready for their back to feel better, but they're not really ready for healing. And the people. Okay, so then let's go to let's go to the ultimate healer. And what did he do? How did he, he behave and act and respond? And the people that weren't ready for healing. Okay, what he what said I, was, "Well, you know that when he when he went back to um, his hometown, the word of God says that yeah. there was no healing that happened there because the people." didn't believe you know and the the word of god teaches us um all the time so how can we help these people believe in their healing you can't you can pray for them so that's what i do like my when i can't resolve a problem i just pray for them i ask god to reveal that to them because if i can't if the holy spirit doesn't evoke you nothing can if god doesn't evoke you nothing can if the universe doesn't evoke you, nothing can. That has to be that has to be a knowledge that you come into and a wisdom that you come into. And if you don't come in, the word of God even tells us, don't throw our pearls to the swine. There's so many philosophies that tell us, you know, focus on the people who want to be, who want the healing. The lady who had the issue of blood, she wanted healing. She sought the, she spent all her money and she sought the Lord and uh, she sought the whole, she sought Jesus. She was like, and her faith made her whole, the word of God says. It says the, her faith made her whole. So if people decide that, you know, I want to feel better, they could feel better. If people say, I want to be healed, then that's a whole different process. And I don't spend time on people who don't, I don't spend my gift and talent on somebody who doesn't want it. I think that's what he was referring to when he was talking about casting your pearls before swine. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't I don't even do that with my own mom. My mom will be like, you know, well, what do you think about this? I'm like, swine. Nope. I don't care who you are. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to expend. To me, that's like having been full of the spirit and then wasting it. Like you go out and you're just like, I want to touch all these people. I want to heal all these people. I want to help all these people. And you're just kind of going and I would say throwing some shit on the wall and getting nothing. And it's like, it, I can't be doing that anymore. I have to be focused on what that tells me to do here and then spread it outward. I'm not gonna, I don't want to, you know, I see so many people want things for free. I want that for free, you know, I'm gonna go over here cause I can go hike for free or I can do that for free or I can do that for free. And it's like, when you're all done with that, where will you be? You know, friends and family, and, and that's what he said. He was like, when Jesus returned home, no miracles were there because everybody thought they knew who he was and everybody thought they knew what he did but nobody knew and nobody even understood even when he went to go raise Lazarus from the dead he went because he said the, the people don't know who I am he went out of compassion for the people because the people didn't know who he was he was like I have the power to raise up the dead and heal and that's why he waited for so long 
he was like, I'll wait until the some rigor mortis steps in and you know, it gets a kind of little funk because you need to understand the power of who I am and how it works. And they didn't believe. And so, um, I mean, they didn't believe at that time, but when they did, they understood who he was, but up until that point, they didn't know. And that's how healing is. Like you could, you know, this young girl came and she said, I've had headaches my whole entire life. And I was like, we can get rid of them. And she was like, what? She was like, I've been to these doctors. I've been on this medication. I was like, okay, they're looking at something I'm not looking at. I'm looking at something they're not looking at. And then in a matter of weeks, no headaches, stress gone, body feeling good, playing sports. Like, she's like, what is this? I was like, healing. This is what it looked like. Miracles. Miracles, exactly. Like, she's like, man, I'm going to go and run. She said, for the very first time, I ran a marathon and I wasn't exhausted. I didn't feel sick. She said, I just felt sore. And I was like, sore is normal. She was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, sore is normal. All that other stuff isn't. She's like, that's incredible. I was like, that's kind of what my practice is, you know? I was explaining to Bobby today. I said, people don't really know what I do because people think I'm a chiropractor. And I, that's my tool that I use. I said, but God has given me so much more wisdom and knowledge on how to make people well. And when people deny the fact that I can help them, I don't go chase them. I'm like, your husband over there, he wants, he wants a band-aid. He thinks he could come in this one time and think that the knowledge that is given to me finally won't work on him because he doesn't want to take the time to get healing for himself. I can't, I can't do nothing. I said, take him to his, take him to his primary care physician because he's comfortable with that. And that's where he'll get whatever he needs. But if he wants to be well and he wants to be whole, he'll do what I say to do because this is the wisdom and the knowledge that God has given. And I don't want to waste my time no more on this husband. I know. I want you know. Some, sometimes the truth can be heavy. The truth is always heavy if you're if you're not ready for it. <laughs> I love it. So tell the audience how they can reach you. Your website, emails, phone numbers. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure they would be blessed and benefited if they were to reach out and touch base with you. My phone number is 214-799-0374. And we are located at 3595 East Fountain Boulevard, Suite 220. No, I'm sorry, Suite 225. And the zip code is 80910. Do you have a website or an email? My email is pinpointchiro, P-I-N-P-O-I-N-T-C-H-I-R-O at gmail.com. Excellent. My website you know, is a, a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, so is mine. It's no big deal, right? So anyway, I appreciate, I, one, I just appreciate you operating in your gift and calling because- Thank you. I, I, I pray that everybody or more people discover their purpose, discover their heart, discover that so that they can operate in it. Because when yes. you're operating in that, then that's peace and joy and what you're designed to do. 
And then I appreciate you reaching out and having this conversation with me. We will we will post it out there, put it on different channels, and uh, bless the world with it. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate what you're doing and how how that infects and affects the environment around us. Once I was a